1: Welcome back to the Ohio 88 Patreon. This time is the fourth time we've tried to start this episode. And <laughs> this time, we have a returning guest on the show, Kelsey. Hi. It's been quite a while, long time, no record. I know. Right? That's on me. No. Oh, although, Not
2: totally. I mean, well, a lot of chaos in both of our lives.
1: That's fair. Let's I appreciate just put it that you saying way. that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Because even if you had been able to record, I wouldn't have been able to record.
1: It's been, it's been a lot. Yeah. Life is life nowadays. Everybody knows that. And although we talk constantly, we haven't recorded together in some time. Um, But kind of, that's how it is on Ohio eighty for, you know, most of the time. Like, there's not really a set schedule. I try to make it weekly. Doesn't happen. Um,
2: But... Especially when one of your uh, guests is a mom of three <laughs> with the full-time career right. and everything else under the sun. Yeah.
1: And both of us had job changes this year. Both yes. of us have had very difficult things in our family lives mm-hmm. this past year. So we're back at it, you guys. We're really trying to get this stuff back out there. But I guess if you don't have anything else... um To say before we get started, I guess we'll go ahead and dive right in. (laughs) She's shaking her head. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So like always, we'll begin with the history and the facts about Defiance County, and then we'll get into the juicy, fun, delicious,
2: and spooky stuff. Mm. (laughs) I've missed the cold chill of the spooky stuff. Murder I can handle all day long. I could talk about murder and not get cold chills. We start talking about spooky, and then I have to remember that Annabelle here is behind me, and I am freaking the fuck out already. Yeah. So I'm already, like, you shut up, lady.
1: Yes, I did not tell everybody because oh. I haven't talked to them since That's my birthday true. or That's since before true. my birthday. So She's a little... for my birthday, mm-hmm. I my husband got me the Annabelle doll from mm-hmm. Trick or Treat Studios as well as the Good Guys doll from Trick or Treat Studios. So they're life-size dolls just sitting in the studio, one on either side of us. And it's so comforting to me. But everybody who walks in this room <laughs> freaks out. And Kelsey has Annabelle behind her and Chucky in front of her.
2: Yeah, I don't do well with horror like again, totally doesn't. She's make all any
1: about ex- murder, but the horror and the murder scary, day, but and like the the spooky, horror? she can't. Mm-mm.
2: No, no, no. no.
1: <laughs> On top of that, we have two snakes in the studio with us. So the
2: snakes, I like. I love them. Okay. they are my adorable noodles. They are wiggly noodles. They're so cute noodles. Never. Okay. okay, so <laughs> let's get started. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> According to the Ohio History Central website, Defiance County, Ohio, was established on March 4th, 1845 after the Ohio government authorized its creation. The county was originally parts of Williams, Henry, and Paulding counties. Residents named the county after Fort Defiance, Defiance, a fortification constructed by General Anthony Wayne's men prior to the Battle of Fallen Timbers in 1794.
2: That might be one of the only battles that I had actually ever really heard of. That, outside of the big ones that is one
1: of the battles that i had never heard of until now so that's really interesting that you say that i, I have no had, idea what
2: it's about I, I had a history teacher in like seventh grade that actually made it a point to talk to us about that specific battle
0: Do and you i don't have know any why. fast facts
2: no, for us about it or I you just remember the name i of just it? remember it because it was that i like read it and i'm like I actually remember that one. Holy crap! Because obviously we learned about the big ones, the mainstream ones, but that one was like the random, the mainstream trending <laughs> battles of the
1: century. Those are the ones I really remember. They had hashtags, and
2: I'm definitely a millennial.
1: You <laughs> fucking are.
2: I am an borderline elder millennial. Thank you very much. That's fair. I am right on the cusp of an elder millennial. Don't take that away from me, please. I cannot be.
1: Well, you know, I won't take that from you. You're doing great. So,
2: Fort you're Defi- doing great, sweetie, you're
1: doing great. <laughs> Fort Defiance was also important to defending Ohio from invasion by British sh- soldiers and their Native allies during the War of 1812. That's one of those trending That's wars that the we, mainstream we know about. <laughs> Defiance County is in northwestern Ohio. It is predominantly rural with 1% of the county's 411 square miles consisting of urban areas. We see this a lot with Ohio counties.
2: I swear, so I, much. Sometimes I'm like, "That's the we're talking about the same county." No, literally, itself, but it's a different name
1: every single time. When I write my notes for the county, I'm it's like, a
2: "Rural county."
1: I have to double check and be like, "Am I writing about the right county?" Because I feel like well, I said this let's last face time. It,
2: Ohio is a rural state. It really is in and of itself. So, like,
1: yeah, I mean, it's fair game, but it's fair. still makes me question what I'm writing. <laughs> so. The county seat is Defiance. We
2: really a- like the word Defiance. Let I me know. just preface I, this whole episode with this county likes the word defiance, defiance. Yeah. And I had to write it a lot. I bet you were questioning whether you were spelling it correctly I after did. the fifth time. I did. Did defiance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a population of sixteen thousand four hundred and sixty-five people, Defiance was the county's largest community in two thousand. The county averages 96 people per square mile. Most voters, and we all say this every county, most voters in Defiance County claim to be, be independents, independent. yet in recent, recent years, they have supported the, the Republican, Republican Party candidates at the, the national, national level. level. God! You already know it. You already know it. This is Ohio. Ohio
2: is We have to admit it, Ohio, we're in a red... It's a, it, it's a red state.
1: It's technically a red state, but it's also considered one of the swing states yes. when voting, which makes sense with every time they say this. They claim I, to be independents, but we, they...
2: This is every... I feel like it's every single freaking county.
1: I think maybe one county that we've talked about has not said that. And it was in the very beginning. We'll have to oh, go back and yeah, double we'll check. we to go back
2: and look at some of them, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Fun times
2: in Defiance County. <sighs> okay. So, just... Defiance County experienced a decline in population between 1990 and 2000. Which is, that's a, 10 years is a long time to have a decline. Mm -hmm. Normally you would see like an immediate decline within like a couple of years. Not a full spread out over 10 years, but whatever. Reducing the number of residents to 39,500 down from 40,115.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the numbers do, we noticed with this county, you guys, the numbers fluctuated quite a bit. Because if you recall, just like three minutes ago, I said that their population was, yeah, well, that was the city Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so it does fluctuate. We'll see it later, too. But as she's indicating, you know, 39.5 down from
2: 40. Like, that's... Yeah, that's a a pretty big difference. Yeah. So the migrants typically leave the rural areas seeking more social and economic opportunities in Ohio's larger cities. Um, So some of the largest employers in Defiance County are... (laughs) Manufacturing. And I notice I put the emphasis on the U in that because if any of you listening have been paying attention to our other episodes where I have been a guest on this – I have a slight issue with saying manufacturing and- manufacturing. Hey, that's why I always give it. To her. I said it correctly the first time. You did it great. Manufacturing. <clears throat> <clears throat> that's manufacturing.
1: like me with my word burglary. It took me years to get that word down.
2: Well, cause like when you say it, when you say it fast, it's just manufacturing. Yeah. You don't, you don't think about the you. And that's why I was like manufacturing. I'm like my sister. It's fine. Um, so manufacturing businesses, especially a General Motors powertrain assembly plant that hires 2,500 workers, which that's we huge. all know General Motors is like one of the biggest in the, the nation. So yeah. Like and it's still for one of our little counties. Yes. To it, have one of, especially for powertrain. Cause that's, I mean, that's, yeah. You
1: see it on the automotive commercials when they are doing this. Powertrain warranty. Powertrain warranty. Yes. And then just think about it. Like we know Detroit is like.
0: The oh hub, gosh, right? I know. And
1: look how close Defiance County is. It's right amazing. at the tip of Ohio. Yeah, it's Let's great. go on into Michigan. Let's get them cars built.
2: Get them cars built. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so coming in at second, third, and fourth, respectively, you have sales positions, service industries, farming, because, of course, it's Ohio, and government careers, which was a tiny bit surprising. Government careers. Mm-hmm. Because it's Ohio, and as an Ohioan, we're not the brightest and the best. <laughs> and let's that was the last time she <laughs> was on the show, so let's face it. Are we though?
1: <laughs> Is anyone in this society anymore? It doesn't Fair. seem. Okay. I think
2: that's a whole mother. <laughs> So, in 1999, the per capita income in the county was almost $25,000 with a 7.1% of people living in poverty. That's kind of sad. Yeah. But, I mean, like, $25,000, at the time, that was a good amount. That was a livable income. But now, it's like, okay.
1: Yeah. So, where I work, I don't make much more than that. And it's a lot of years after
2: that. (laughs) (laughs) I am... I am lucky enough, I will say this, even though it took me several years Mm -hmm. of fighting tooth and nail to get Mm -hmm. to this point, I am lucky enough that I make quite a bit more than that. Yeah. But I also deal with a lot more at work than they probably did in 1999. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah, seriously. Although Heather deserves to probably make 10 times more than that with all the crap she does.
1: i hope my boss is listening i do too (laughs) okay so what can you tell us about the demographics of defiance county before we get too much into my job because it has nothing to do with this county
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes but i get angry every time we talk about income because you and i should both make a lot more than we make now and that is a story for another day okay so In 2020, Defiance County, Ohio had a population of 38,000 people with a median age of about 40 and a median household income of 62,000. I would kill to make 62,000. So between 2019 and 2020, the population of Defiance County, Ohio, declined from 38,160 to 38,024. So not a whole lot of not a whole lot left. That wasn't a huge decline. It's not,
1: but any decline is huge when you're talking about.
2: That's true. I don't know. I just God, that was a year though.
0: From, yeah. Whoa, 2019,
2: 2020. that was COVID. Everybody probably tried to move. Yeah. Um, which is a negative zero point three five six percent decrease, and its median house, medium, median household income grew from fifty nine thousand to sixty two thousand, which is a three point six four increase. Probably because those people left, and so they were able to di- to spread the money around. Right, but also
1: think about the time again, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. had like the stipends from the government too that's true that's true. so everybody was getting more more even people who like people who couldn't work because the industries like restaurants and things like that or you know the places where you weren't supposed to be working and those people would collect the unemployment benefits and you would get the government stipends and everything else that was happening so So, yeah sense yeah Yeah. i never but be careful with that you guys i know somebody personally who came to me the other day when i say the other day i mean like two weeks ago but they told me that um, during that time frame, they were working at their job that they work at now, their full-time job, but then they also worked in a restaurant at the time, and a lot of restaurants were laying people off because Mm -hmm. of COVID. We know this. During that time, they were told to take out those unemployment benefits. Well, apparently now they're coming back to them, telling them that they owe X amount of money for that, and... Like, it's, like, a whole thing, yep. so just be careful if you guys took out
2: unemployment money during that. <clears throat> so, the two largest ethnic groups in Defiance County are um, the non white non-Hispanic, which is about 86%, and then white Hispanic, which is 3%.
1: Which, okay, and then there were others, like, they, they listed out all of them, we noticed on the website, yeah. but every single one of them, like, had a variation of white and hispanic like there weren't really any other ethnic groups it just like another one of the subtypes was like white hispanic two plus like two plus like um ethnic groups you know like it's so hard to like really nitpick at it because it was like 0.1 0.2 you know know.
2: such a smaller
1: so very white county is what we're looking at here yeah
2: a very very white county it's like A too just a glass of milk over there. <laughs> I don't like that it's that wide of a. That's gotta be a very interesting county. If you live in Defiance County, I'm sorry. Also,
1: if you live in Defiance <laughs> County, we want to hear about it. Yes. Because <laughs> what if these are just not like the most up to date numbers? Because some of these are from like 2019, 2020 statistics. Like, what is it like now? I know it wasn't that long ago, but. Times have changed. A lot has happened since COVID. These areas may have changed with who is living in them. You never know. That's true. So I'd be interested.
2: If you live in Defiance County, please contact us. Use the correct email address, please. Yes, please.
1: So education, are you interested?
2: Yee. You
1: always are. That's too damn bad. Be Just bitch. kidding. Uh, the <laughs> largest university, also I believe it's the only University I'm, slash college. I think it's the
2: only university in Defiance yeah, County.
1: is literally Defiance College. Why do you ding, like ding, ding. that name so much? They just want you to know where you're at.
2: Defiance. God, it so. sounds. It sounds like they're just. They're very proud. They're butt about something. They lost something somewhere. They want and to make like, sure everybody knows where they're at. Mm-mm, we're defiant now. We're Defiance County. <laughs>
1: So stupid.
2: <laughs> so this one beautiful
1: college awarded 143 degrees in 2020, which honestly is pretty astounding for the year.
2: For it being the only college in the Well, and County. for it
1: being during COVID, when a lot of people resorted to online schooling or dropped out. That's still pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> The student population of Defiance County in 2020 is skewed towards men, with 355 male students and 252 female students, which I found surprising. We tend to see those numbers
2: opposite. And also, a quick note, I just quickly searched. Um, you are correct. It is the only college. That's DeFiance what I thought.
1: County. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's, o- there's other, like, it literally lists off the other ones in other surrounding counties and it's yep. the only one. Okay. Yep.
1: So, the most popular majors in the county are general business, uh, kinesiology, no, nope. kinesiology. I don't even know how to say
2: kinesiology. it.
1: Kinesiology? It sounds like it. That sounds beautiful. Kinesiology and exercise science and criminal justice, police science. The median tuition cost in Defiance County for private four-year colleges. The only college that exists there is thirty three thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. Did I say it wrong? Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Kinesiology, that's correct. Wow. That's cool. I like that word. I'm gonna figure out how to use it in my everyday life. You do that. Thank you. You're defiant. So house which that's not bad. Thirty three thousand a year. No, it's not. In uh, 2020, the median property value was 125,100 and the home ownership rate was 77.5%, which is 0. 0.5 times smaller than the national average of 229,800.
2: It just seems like a smaller county because these percentages yeah, are a little. Yeah, it seems really small.
1: Between 2019 and 2020, the median property value increased from 119,900 to 125,100, which was a 4.3% increase. Again, 2019 to 2020, that's we still know cheaper why.
2: Cheaper than my house.
1: Yeah. Cheap ch- cheap cheaper than ours too. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I mean in in 2020 with the median property value increasing, so we, that was everywhere. I said we bought our house in 2020. So did we. June of 2020. Yeah, I know. Mhm.
2: Yeah, cuz I bought a yellow house
1: and then and you then bought, bought a yellow, a yellow house. house. Yep. Most people in Defiance County <laughs> drive alone to work which is kind of sad but also most people usually I drive work alone, alone. Work. yeah <laughs> they don't work with their spouses usually and the average commute was only 20 minutes which is really nice i would so, love
2: to have a 20 minute drive to work
1: wouldn't that be beautiful i know mine's really
2: long i mean like if i drive fast enough and break several laws i could probably get there in 20 minutes as long as there was zero the traffic i and would I say 30 i would
1: say you could do 30 even I... running red lights that's true okay 25 especially with the new
2: ramp that they put in it's 20. very oh no that ramp stupid. shaves off about 10 minutes of my commute your commute Commu- commute sorry <laughs> i'm tired <Okay.
1: laughs> the largest industries are manufacturing which kelsey mentioned healthcare and social assistance retail trade and the highest paying industries are utilities we're always with the utilities what is
2: retail trade Stores, like, but that would be retail, not necessarily retail trade.
1: Well, probably the the manufacturing plants for the retailers. I don't know. I'm not in the business. Okay, maybe to just okay. <laughs> I don't make no, the rules. Time. I just read. It.
2: Okay. Let's talk about the utilities. Utilities. We 70, always touch on this.
1: Seventy-one thousand nine hundred dollars a year is what they make. What am I doing with my life when I can just flip a switch and tell somebody what? their electricity you, is you out, and I can make seventy-one?
2: We go through this every single time that we are that that we every single time we record yep. for Ohio eight. You and I. talk- Why are you banging? I'm sorry. <laughs> we talk about because I'm angry because we talk about the fact that we should be we are in the wrong fields well, what am I supposed to do? Just like Quit. go
1: on Indeed and be like utilities. <laughs> and then it says here, make $80,000 a year. And I'm like, sign me up. Like, I don't know what that entails.
2: Let's go to Indeed.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to type in utilities. <laughs> yes. Let me know how that goes. The second highest paying is transportation and warehousing and utilities, like all bunched into one. $54,469 a year. And then transportation and warehousing, which I would have to assume would be, like, moving the goods from warehouse to warehouse or from warehouse to store is what I'm assuming. I have no
2: idea. But $52,200. Solar technicians starting pay $33 an hour.
1: Okay. So you get to work with the sun. I'm very <laughs> pale. I can't handle that. Jeez. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Males in Ohio have an average income that's 1.34 times higher. I can already feel it. She's crossing her arms. 1.34 times higher than the average income of females, which is $49,988.
2: Which is bullshit. I call bullshit, too. Absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you women are running that town. <laughs> They're very defiant. <laughs> okay. So, um, moving on, because I'm going to get real angry real fast talking about the equality pay gap. Um, So, something that we haven't really touched on in previous uh, Patreon episodes is the overall health of the county's inhabitants. Mm -hmm. So, 93.5% of the population of Defiance County has health coverage, with 53% on employee plans, 12.5% on Medicaid. 13.9% 13.9% on Medicare, which I only found out, like, maybe three or four years that ago. That they're two those separate two different things. different things. Yeah. Because I was on Medicaid, not Medicare. Yeah,
1: Medicare's for, like, 65 and up or whatever. Yes. Yep. Or 55 and up.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, 13.1% on non-group plans and only 1.13% on military or VA plans. Which is which astounding those are ter- Let's me. just talk about the fact that those are terrible to begin with. Yeah. Because I have... I have two family members, one who is still technically on a VA plan, Mm -hmm. and it is horrific.
1: Yeah. um, Jason's uncle right now is going through some serious complications from surgery. He is a veteran. He is currently, at this moment, at the VA hospital in Cincinnati. And over the last two and a half months, he's been in and out of there for the same damn surgery. He's been released several times couple of times to a nursing home once to his home and there keeps popping up complications with this surgery and now it's like so severe and so bad that i didn't get the update today i know that he talked to his dad today about it but from what we understand he may have to have part of his colon removed now like that is
2: mind-boggling it's mind-boggling and it's infuriating the fact that these These people, and I don't want to say these men because it's the women too, because Mm -hmm. women are dealing with this too. These soldiers, these people, they are dealing, they're coming home and they're being treated as if they are scum of the earth. And that is insane to me. It's absolutely asinine. They should be treated
1: with the utmost respect. They should have everything they need for the rest of their lives. Yet we have veterans homeless under bridges on benches. It's absurd to me. They should be taken care of for the rest of their lives. I would
2: happily have a, a portion of my paycheck go to VA. VA. Stuff, yeah. To make sure that each each veteran can actually get the care that they'd... Because it's it's sad that my personal insurance is better than theirs. I know. And I didn't serve my country in the military. I, I relied on them to do that. Yeah. And that's that's just mind-blowing to me how so sorry but sorry to derail but like no. how so fucked up that is
1: no this is important stuff and i like, think that not enough people talk about it no. and, uh, and the reason i really thought about it recently was i work with a veteran and she tells me stuff all the time i could see it from her perspective yeah i have family members like i just told you who were or who are veterans and yeah. dealing with it But seeing somebody dealing with it and then also hearing from a veteran themselves what it's like when they've only been out of the military for a few years, like just seeing these different perspectives and it's like you never know until somebody talks
2: to you about it. I was saying let's talk about the fact that the military hospitals are crap. The veteran hospitals are crap. And I would, again, I would happily pay... A small portion of my paycheck if it meant that these men and women, that these people were to actually get the care that they, oh my God, that they beyond deserve. Well, yeah, beyond
1: deserve. Like, they are humans. We need to take care of them. Mm -hmm. They were,
2: (laughs) it doesn't matter if they came back with no physical scars. They, you know for a fact they came back with mental scars. Yes. That Absolutely. is insane to me. in the fact that they completely, they're like, oh, you didn't actually get your leg blown off? Cool. You're perfectly fine. Let's just completely ignore the fact that they probably have some mental issues and need treatment. Mm-hmm. I, I know. We'll move we could talk about I that forever. I would lose my, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Per capita personal health care spending in Ohio was eight thousand seven hundred twelve in twenty fourteen. This is a five point fourteen incre- percent increase from the previous year, which was about eight thousand two hundred eighty six. So, uh, PCP or prime, sorry, uh, primary care physicians in Defiance County see nineteen hundred patients per year on average, which is quite a lot for what it, such kind of a relatively small county. But at the same time. I don't think that number's high enough, if that for makes sense. For people
1: visiting the doctor, I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: And there are multiple reasons for that, as we know. Coming from someone who doesn't even have a PCP, and that's only because my I have so many specialists that I don't really have a... See it, I don't have a yeah. use for a PCP at this point, only to manage the specialists, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, I just see my specialists and they take care of all the issues. hmm <laughs> She <laughs> says... All the issues. Gosh. <laughs> That's a whole – my entire medical life issue, medical issues It's a phenomena. Are, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> okay. So this uh, represents a 5.01 increase um, or percent increase from the previous years, which is about 1,800 patients, which is insane to me. According to the uh, Data USA website, compare this number to dentists who see 2,300 patients per year and mental health providers who see 428 patients per year. Now, again, I think that number is low. I think it is, too. I I think it's very underreported. It's underreported. That number is way too low. Not that I'm hoping that people have mental issues or have a reason to see a therapist. No, but they need the help. I think a lot more. I feel like in this day and age, a lot more people – Should be seeing a therapist that aren't,
1: but okay, so we could talk about this all day too. But I just want to kind of throw this out there that it's kind of like you're getting your oil checked, you should have a check in with a therapist just to make sure you yourself you're okay, yeah. Like, even Even if if you think you're okay, you may not be, and it's just that hey, I'm checking in with myself, I'm making sure I'm good to go. And if there is anything underlying, any underlying issues or anything that you want to talk about, you have the floor for that. You have a safe space
2: for that. And I think that's important. Let me just throw a personal little tidbit out there. So I, without getting too, I'm currently undergoing therapy. I'm undergoing a very specialized therapy for reasons that I'm not going to talk about. For reasons and yes. because. Yeah. for reasons and because. Um, so in this therapy, even in the first session – I was realizing – like, I thought I was a lot more okay than I actually am, and it took one session with a therapist. Now, mind you, again, I repeat, this is a very specialized therapy for reasons, but – regardless this was a very laid back session because it was an introduction to the therapy and so it was a it was it was basically what you would see with a normal therapist yeah we talked about me we talked Mm -hmm. about how i am and she pointed out that i am not as okay as i thought i was and that's that's your
1: defense mechanism your wall is up you're a mom you're trying to protect your children so you're pushing your issues to the bottom You're Mm -hmm. not thinking about them. You're burying them. And in your mind, yes, and in your mind, you're fine because you're functioning daily. You're making it through every day, and you're taking care of your responsibilities. But that's not all
2: it takes. Your
1: responsibilities are also your mental health, and that's Mm -hmm. the part that you're neglecting.
2: That is avoidance, and that is what I have discovered about myself. And I think a lot of people out there would be very surprised as to how much they push down and how much they avoid. Yeah. And again, Thank you, Dr. Kramer. This took one session. We weren't even 30 minutes into the session, and it was like my mind clicked into place, and I was like, oh, crap. I am not okay in any way, shape, I've or form. I've
1: fallen off the rails, Doc.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be back next week. So I think that having only 428 patients per year, I don't think that that's enough. But at the same
1: time, that's um, a lot for one therapist. Yeah, to see per year when you only have 352 days in the year. 65. Think about that, Matt. 360. 360- what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> 352. Oh, there's 352 on my <laughs> page. I'm sorry. 365 days in the year. We all know it's tired. I'm tired
2: out for the other days. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's avoidance. If this it's day, a- if I avoid this day, it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> But you see what I'm saying, though. That's still a lot of patients
2: for the therapist. Well, I mean, it's not – it can't be just one mental health provider. I mean, usually they're in groups. So there could be, like – let's say there are 10, okay? There are 10 therapists or mental health providers. Yeah, 428 patients is still a lot, split between those 10. But at the same time, I don't think that that – I think that's a very – like you said, it's an unreported number. It is.
1: And I think that – I'm not saying that everybody needs to go out there and get all the therapy in the world because you know, that's not feasible for everybody, but I think that that's another one of those situations and that's another one of those fields that is way understaffed, mm-hmm. way underpaid. Oh, way underpaid for the crap that Child- they have to listen to. Child protective services, social services, those way underpaid, way, underpaid, way understaffed, and the amount of cases that they have on their plates, they can't provide the amount of care and attention that they need to to all of those children. We see cases in the news all the time where they slip through the cracks or this mm-hmm. this social worker was too overwhelmed, too, had too much on their plate, and they just missed this with this one
2: case. Like, I feel like that's
1: the same but way But they're always mental
2: Exactly. And that's that's exhausting. Yeah. But it also kind of goes to show that, like, so, like, my my therapist, she's, Phenomenal. Like she is very attentive. She's very supportive. She's very obviously very non-judgmental. I can say whatever I want. and I don't feel like I'm going to get a stink eye from her, um, which is really great. Yeah, that is you need um, to have that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I think a lot of people are afraid of the stigma behind therapy, and I think that's why that number is so on un- the, the number is so low, and it's unreported that people because people are like and. I'm going to say this, and this is most of those people that say, I don't need help, I don't need therapy, are the are men. ones who need
1: it the most, too.
2: And they're also men. Men are, suppo- are held on a pedestal in our society, and they are... Don't cry,
1: don't show emotion, don't, don't cry, let your don't, feelings mm-hmm. out. You need to be the protector of everybody else. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And women are the ones who are the emotional ones, and we're dramatic, and we have all these feelings all the time. I
1: feel like a man deep down, because I'm like... I'm fine. Yeah. Even no, though same. I know I need,
2: I know I need therapy. And that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And a lot of, I think that a lot of people, you know, they see men and women still the original traditional family roles yeah. where men are supposed to be the main source of the household income. And the Bridge women runners. are supposed to be the stay at home moms. Oh, yeah. And men are not supposed to have any feelings or show any emotion of any kind. And the women are supposed to have all the emotion and carry that part of the burden. But, in reality, a lot of the time it's the other way around. The men need the therapy. The people – like, I'm not – obviously, there's a lot of women that do need therapy for whatever reason, but I think that we should just cut the stigma of men or women or yeah, whatever it's gender – people.
1: People. Humans need
2: – Yeah. Whatever you identify as, as a human, you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. It does not matter. It does even not – Even if
1: it's just – like I said, even if it's just a check-in and be like –
2: I'm like having have, these
1: feelings. I want to know if they're valid. You have
2: an annual checkup for the dentist, an annual right. checkup from your PCP. You have an annual checkup for from your, your lady parts. eye doctor, for your lady parts, for your g- All of the genitalia. Yeah. But we don't have an annual checkup for your mental health. How fucked is that? Well, again, it comes from the stigma yeah nobody wants taboo nobody wants to admit that they need help when in reality just like you said the ones who need the ones who really need help are the ones that they claim that claim that they don't need help
1: but i think and without going too much further into this because i don't want to lose everybody but i think that the direction that society is going now they're becoming more open to that we we do see all these ads about better help and all these other options for therapy where you can talk to a therapist through your phone, through your computer, you don't have to see them in person. There are options. There are ways to pay for it. Exactly. And I've done that. I've done video therapy. I've done chat therapy. There are so many options out there for you. And I think that with the society that we live in, people are becoming more accepting Mm -hmm. and more um, open about that kind of stuff and more people are talking about it. So I think that a lot of people who are suffering are seeing like, hey, this isn't, Me, I'm not weird. I'm not damaged. I, they may feel damaged, but they're, they're, they're not thinking that they're a throwaway person, that there's somebody who can help them, somebody can relate and they are not odd. You know what I mean? That that, that it's normal that you have thoughts and feelings and that something doesn't feel good to you or it doesn't feel right or you feel sad that that's okay to talk to somebody about it and get help. It's not a bad thing to get help.
2: And honestly, a lot of it, it's, it's our generation. That is doing it. Yeah. Our gener- i think our generation needs the cr- deserves so much of the credit for s- trying to steer society towards a more open and
1: accepting and
2: accepting way of yes. living, and not have this stigma around therapy, not have this stigma around mental health issues, because the mental health crisis in this country is. It's exhausting. It's I feel draining. Like it's
1: more intense than the freaking
2: drug crisis of the eighties, yeah. like yeah. the freaking
1: cocaine epidemic. Especially or now that
2: like, I mean, marijuana is becoming more, yeah,
1: legalized and accepting yeah. and all that's great.
2: Okay, I have one little last thing, um, which I kind of ties into the whole men and women thing, right? Um, so by gender of the total number of insured people. Forty-eight point eight percent were men, and fifty-one point two were women.
1: That's really close numbers, and I think a lot of that relies heavily on like one of the individuals in the household who had an insurance um, plan with mm-hmm. their employer, yeah. and then they put their spouse on there. I think that's why those numbers are so close together. Yeah, honestly, it
2: also kind of just—it's still a little. I yes, they are close together. They're within you know three to four percent of each other but i still think it's kind of funny that women have the higher percentage.
1: Well, you got to think about that too because the ones who maybe not maybe they they're not employed by somebody but mm-hmm. they live off of government assistance, they probably have children, so women and yeah. children get assistance from the government so they would have health care
2: for them and their children as well, well. also OBs are hella expensive and you have you to see what? them You know what they fucking theater. are? And they're that... so expensive my the to to birth my children 100 like my oldest cost me $106,000. And
1: he owes you. That's on his tab. He definitely owes me. Okay.
2: Olivia was like 80000 and Aiden, God, was a little less, but only because there was less complication with that one.
1: So another thing mm. that we really don't touch on too much in these Patreon episodes is the crime rates, which, <laughs> if you think about it, seems kind of odd, because what the fuck, Heather? This is a crime podcast. Where have you been? Way to drop the ball, Heather. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna dribble it for a second.
2: <laughs> Three, point. Three point shot. <laughs> Kobe. Nope. That's too, too soon. soon. It's still too soon. It's still too soon, honey. Just he was so good. You have it's like it, it may be like fifteen to twenty years before it'll be okay. Oh for Okay. I'm sorry.
1: The twenty nineteen crime rate <laughs> in Defiance, Ohio is hundred and thirty six, which is two times smaller than the US average. So It was higher, though, in 53.2% of U.S. cities. The 2019 defiance crime rate fell by 21% compared to 2018. In the last five years, defiance has seen decreasing violent crime and a decline of property crime, which is great. Don't know what's going on there, but that's awesome.
2: I want to feel like for a small part of this, we were all locked up together. In our houses,
1: true. So, like, I more murders may have happened. Yes, but property crime was at an all-time low. Well, yeah, because they were all locked away in their house. They well, couldn't. They really couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, you can't really like jail somebody for breaking their own PlayStation.
2: I say, especially because they're all home now, so yeah. you can't really.
1: True, and who wants the cops in their house? Yeah, no. They're like, sorry, I got COVID. They're like, it's all right. Just let us know through the door if you feel okay or like, if everything's all right in there, if we need to come in. Did
2: anybody ever have the cops called to your house while while during the shutdown? I want to know. Like, I want to know, know how too. that worked because I had to deal with the cops during the shutdown. And um, I remember the the officer that, that actually, I don't even remember why I had to deal with the cops during the shutdown. Um Oh, they were looking for somebody on my street, I think. And I happened to be coming home. And I didn't have a mask on Mm. because I was coming home. I was the only one in my car. Yeah. And I was walking from my car to my house, like, inside. So I didn't have a mask on because I didn't think I needed one at the time. Right. Um, Because I was walking literally from my car to my house. And I was heading inside to take a shower because COVID. Um, And the cop, I guess, stopped me. And I remember he didn't have a mask on. And he was like real close to me and I kept backing up and I ended up pulling a mask out of my bag and putting it on and he was like are you do you have covid and I was like no but you might <laughs> <laughs> so can like you put one on and so what did, so he stopped you to basically see He if stopped you had... me to ask if I had seen anything and I was like well I just got home yeah. but my husband or my the, you know, he's my husband now, but my at the type. He was home, and so, like, I was like, well, we can ask him, and he's like, do you mind if I step in, you know, like, can he come out, or can I step inside? And I was like... You can't
1: come in. I'm like,
2: you can't come in. You aren't wearing a mask, and even if you were, yeah. it's COVID, and I have children inside, yeah. so no. But I can ask him to step out. Let me have him put a mask on real quick, and he's like, I said, you know, you could also put a mask on to, like, double up the safe here, Um, and I just remember it was, like, a really weird... Encounter. interaction I want to yeah. hear if anybody else had any I, of those.
1: I want to hear that too because just on personal well, kind just of personal personally. experiences. Um, Jason got COVID twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, like right I around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. Um, but he was traveling.
2: Oh yeah, I remember and that. And he got
1: sick like on his the day that he was coming back home, he got real sick. Yeah. And he didn't know that's what it was. And he was like, I think it's COVID. But he was in a car by himself driving home and he got pulled over because he was apparently following too closely to a semi. Yeah. So they pulled him over and he was like a mess. Like he had a high ass fever. He was coughing and the cop was like, hey, do you know why I pulled you over? He's like, no, I really don't, man. I just, I'm trying to get home. And he saw that he had different state license plates. It said like Virginia on it. And he was in fucking Michigan. Yeah. But he was going to Ohio and he was like, "Where are you headed?" And he told him and all that's good stuff or whatever and he's like, "Okay, well, you were following really closely to that semi." He's like, "Man, I don't know. I'm just trying to get home. I do not feel good." He's like, "Do you have COVID?" And he like stepped back and acted all weird toward him. He's like, "Honestly, I don't know cuz I'm driving trying to get home. I have not tested." He's yeah like, like "But like, I, I don't no feel idea. good." He's like, oh, "Okay, well, try not to drive as close." He's like, "Here's a warning. Get get home." Like he was just that's he so was so weirded, weirded out by it. He like backed up but like like, the opposite
2: ends of the spectrum though like the officer that i dealt with was like i mean do you have covid like uh, no but you do you might dude i don't know turns
1: out he had covid guys and he was down and out for like almost three weeks yeah um but he had like the highest temperature I've ever seen in him. Oh, I told him. I remember him, that. I was like, I think your insides are boiling. We got to get to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It was
2: bad. I remember that because I remember you texted me that. It was that
1: horrible. Yes. Severe headache yes. too that he had that he was like, somebody needs to cut my head off. Like, yeah. I do
2: not feel good. Yeah. We were worried that you were going to end up with, like, this... Same... I had it. I say you had it, but, like...
1: I didn't have the headache that time yeah. like he did, but I had had COVID before that. Yeah, so you were a little So more. I was like, I know what to expect. <laughs> and I think it's, like, that thing that sets in when you feel like you have to take care of somebody else. Even if you're sick, you just don't feel it right. as worse or as bad. But, yeah. So, God, there's so much COVID talk today. Um, So... From 2014 to 2021, the indicator grew 52.5 per 100,000 uh, persons, population, basically. So in 2021, the number of reported violent crime offenses per 100,000 people was 124.
2: That seems like a high number. It does. It does seem pretty high. That do- I mean, like, it's a, based on the population, it's a low number. Yeah. But I also feel like that's kind of. That is kind of a high number for a single county. If this was like a state thing, statewide, I'd be like, eh, yeah, that's low. That's really great, actually. <laughs> but like,
1: it seems kind of high for, for a those single numbers. county.
2: Mm, what were y'all doing?
1: A Single county with a lot of farms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <seriously. laughs> what are you guys doing out there? There were 106 registered sex offenders living in defiance as of January 14th, 2023.
2: I, that makes as wanna... of this
1: recording that was yesterday guys. Yeah, that makes me want to throw up. The ratio of all residents to sex offenders in defiance is 158 to 1. So every 158 people there's one sex offender. That makes me want to throw up. Fiance County has a 34 out of 100 crime index score meaning that it's safer than 34% of US cities. That is not a very safe <laughs> that's number. Not a good
2: number. <laughs> guys, that's not that's
1: bad. Yeah. Your chance of becoming a victim of a violent crime in Defiance is a 1 in 459 chance.
2: I don't like that.
1: Now, property crime is a different story. You have a 1 in 82 chance of being a victim of property crime in
2: Defiance <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, if you live in Defiance County, I'm never moving there, ever. Yeah. That's not okay.
1: So there are. there's only one jail in Defiance County, from what I could find, but then there's also... The Northwest Corrections Commissions of Northwest Ohio also that actually serves like five different areas. So they
2: have one jail and one college. And one bigger Do jail. Do they have that like one serves... grocery store, one bank, one post office? You know, it's Is one it of like those one
1: stoplight towns basically. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I think.
2: <laughs> so it's all in one. Like, with there,
1: yes. <laughs> it's just one circle. Yeah, right there. So within that one jail, their statistics are, well, okay, so the latest data that I could find was from 2015 that I could actually validate, which is a little bit far outside of what we want.
2: We normally get sooner.
1: Yeah, we normally get like within the last two to three years, but this will kind of give you an idea of how small the jail is. So their inmate population was 151. But the daily inmate population was 255. So, like, based on, like, the arrests that are coming in, people who are awaiting hearings, things like that. Yeah. Of the inmate, like, the inmate population staying there, 122 of them were males and 24 were females.
2: Boom!
1: The ladies be too busy working.
2: We also know how to handle all our emotions better.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so... That's Defiance County's jail. Now, the Corrections Commission of Northwest Ohio was formed in 1987 to oversee the construction and operation of the Corrections Center of Northwest Ohio, and this is a five-member men- jurisdiction of the Corrections Commission. Co- yeah, there's a lot of letters. Corrections <laughs> Commission to include Defiance, Fulton, Henry, Lucas, and Williams counties.
2: That's a lot of counties.
1: Five. Yep. <laughs> no. 5. I can't count. Go on. I said 5 like six times. But so the bed allocation is reviewed annually for the five member jurisdictions.
2: So proud of you manufacturing. Thank you.
1: Yes, that's my that's my manufacturing word. Yeah. The bed allocation breakout and proportionate cost share is as follows. So, Defiance County gets 60 of those beds. Fulton County gets 52, Henry County 37, Lucas County gets 197. Williams County gets 55, and U.S. Marshals get 220.
2: That doesn't seem right. That don't seem right. Yeah.
1: So I'm I'm wondering, and we can look into this more later, you guys, because I don't want to, like, really bog you down with extra information, but I found that really fascinating, and I think we'll do some, like, jail episodes. I was talking about that last year, because I'd really like to dig into that a bit more and see if, like, the U.S. Marshals bed allocation has to do with like extradition like people being extradited from state to state and that those are the holding beds for them maybe i don't know i would I'm, like to know more about it
2: i'm hoping they're not just like letting the u.s marshals just like chill there and why would there be 200 and some u.s marshals chilling i know. there? i
1: that was our sneak peek for the defiance county patreon episode remember you can listen to the entire episode on the ohio 88 patreon page for just a dollar a month in this exclusive episode i will discuss all things defiance county with kelsey you will hear about the most beautiful places the most interesting and famous people fun things to do cool places to visit and my personal favorite all things spooky and haunted from defiance county In addition to the Full County episode, you will find bonus content and exclusive episodes that are released to Patreon supporters only. Not to mention, you will receive goodies and merch in the mail. Head on over to www.patreon.com slash Ohio88 and sign up today.